and welcome to the Five Minutes Peace podcast, a show where we talk about helping our kids balance screen time and share some screen-free activities which give us that much-needed five minutes peace. And I don't know about you, but I need five minutes peace today. Before I start with today's show, don't forget to head to 365daysofnoscreens.com forward slash sign up. It's going to be in the show notes and download your free activity calendar. You've got three to choose from. The activity calendars range from two to four, five to eight, and nine to 12. And each calendar will have 365 screen-free activities for every day of the year. So make sure you choose the right calendar for your child's age group. So this podcast is going to be all about what are the effects of excessive screen time for children? Like what is the reason why we are worrying about screen time so much with for our kids? We're living in in this digital age. It's just rolling out a constant barrage of online, really captivating, interesting, you know, obviously not to us. Like, I don't know, some of these YouTube shorts that I watch are just ridiculous. But to our children, they're really captivating content. Like, why are these funny cat memes or teenagers or multiplayer Fortnite battles doing silly things why are they so fun and addictive for our kids you know what is reeling these kids in apart from the you know social media algorithm constantly changing which is designed to keep our kids hooked so what what exactly is screen time Screen time is the time that is spent on smartphones, on tablets, on computers, on even watching TV, on anything with a screen. On my Alexa show in the kitchen, which the boys even managed to find that as a screen when they're eating. It's things like that. That's screen time. And so we're always talking about screen time. Why is screen time bad? I really want to know. So back in 4th of January 2019, I went on BBC Breakfast and we discussed the new, well, it was new at the time, it's not so new now, but it was the Royal College of Paediatrics and Child Health's report, which was dated April 2018. I've got the link to the report in the show notes. And this report was issued in response to the Science and Technology Committee's link below, don't worry, inquiry into the direct causal link between the length of screen time and children and young people's physical and mental well-being. What that means is, is there a, a direct proportional link between the length that this, of the screen time that kids were watching and their mental and physical well-being? Because we can see that our kids are not the same as they were when we were kids. Obesity is at an all-time rise. There's a huge rise of mental health issues going on with kids at the moment. And it's just waiting lists. It's crazy. The waiting lists are like at least 18 months long now. So we can see there's an epidemic. But is this directly linked to screen time? I'll put a link to the video talking about this report with Louise Minchin and Charlie State at BBC Breakfast and Dr Max Davey, who is a health officer officer from RCPCH. I'll, I'll put a link to the video there. But basically what the report noted was that the risk of screen exposure, they're saying it should not be overstated, and there isn't enough evidence to show a direct causal link between mental health issues and prolonged screen time for kids. So basically what they're saying is there is some of a link, but it's not directly linked to screen time. So it could be linked to something else like going on screens for too long could mean that 
child was eating while they were on the screens, therefore could lead to obesity. But what they were eating is the direct link to the obesity, if you know what I mean, right? It's that kind of thing they're saying. There is not enough or evidence to show that the screen time itself is the link between mental health issues. So what they did in the end was they advised parents to do what worked for them and adjust screen use based on what was important to us and to our children. So they basically threw the onus to the parents. Just let the parents be parents and come up with a screen time that works for you. So a lot of people, I'll send you a link to the article that I wrote on this, but a lot of people threw back on this. They were really angry. Someone was saying, you know, you should be extremely ashamed of this bogus conclusions that you've drawn from this study and this hands-off message that you're giving to families. You know, how many families do you think manage their kids' screen time? How many do you think don't and won't because of your BBC headline? They really, really attacked this report. And our CPH responded and said, listen, look, we're launching a guidance to help parents manage screen time, but we do believe that we need to let parents be parents and use this guidance to support how you're adjusting screen use based on what is important to you and your child. So that that was a big hoo-ha back in 2009, and they were they were quite upset. Parents, including myself, were a bit angry about this because, you know, they are coming from a base of science and it's not very practical to say, let the parents be responsible because we are not coming from history. We're not coming from a precedent. There is, it's completely unprecedented, this whole screen time. We are still very, very new in the digital age. I'm, I'm thinking our oldest kids are now perhaps early thirties. So what's going to happen to them? How is this going to impact them when they're in their forties, fifties and sixties? You know, let's forget the mental health for a bit. What about physical evidence like what physical implications of screen time use like we can't even study those yet because we're not there yet so how can what they're saying is how can rcpch say there's no direct link so one of one of the guys on twitter made a very good good point about has there been enough to measure the effects of screen time on children well this is what i'd like to find out this is what i want to find out has there been enough time to measure the effects of screen time on children so i dug really deep into rcpch's report and their later published guidance which i'll put in the link below and i looked at other studies and other resources uh, to shed some insight into whether there is in fact any link any direct causal link between our children's mental health screen time uh, so if you you click on the article, links in the show notes below, but it just goes through all the different studies that I went through. But let's let's talk about who RCPCH is first. So RCPCH, Royal College of Paediatrics and Child Health, they are a registered charity and they aim to transfer child health through knowledge, innovation and expertise. That's what they do. That's their work. Their work primarily informs paediatricians on how to care for infants and children and young people. So children and young people are obviously people up until age 18. And there's a link, I'll put the link in the show notes below, to their um, strategies to effects of screen time on, on child development. So the screen time report that was launched based on the guidance of their eight, April 2018 report, which is the one I, I talked about. And they used existing research, which is the research that I used as well, on the health effects of screen time and kids. So this is what they're calling digital natives. Digital natives are those who are born into screen time, basically. They're born into the digital world. So it's not like us, where we're half-half. I, I think screen time came up for me, showing my age now, but screen time came up for me around 
15, 16, I think it was. So before then, I had we had nothing. Even phones. Phones were like with snake. I don't know if you remember the Nokia brick phones, the ones that are built to last. Um, they had snakes. I remember that when I was maybe 16, I think I got that phone. So we we came into it probably at a very good age, actually. So which is why our year, our generation, the 80s children, we like the best of both worlds. But the 90s children well, not even the 90s, the 2000s children, those are the ones right now who are late 90s to the early 2000s. They're the digital natives. So those are the ones that they're talking about. So they found that children with longer screen time usage have a less healthy diet, like I mentioned, and those who use the screen for longer than two hours per day showed depressive symptoms. Okay. So however, showing this they deduced that the evidence of a direct toxic effect is weak, that the harm is overstated, and that most literature that they reviewed only points to an existence of a link with television screen time. So therefore, based on the weak research and the lack of evidence, they cannot recommend a cutoff point for children's overall screen time. Although they further negated this by saying that it should the recommended time was two hours actually their report later said that actually the recommended time is two hours but they said that the negative effects of too much screen time also arise from lots of other positive activities such as socializing family bonding time physical exercise and sleep because these are all being replaced and displaced by screen time use so this is basically what i was mentioning before it's not the screen time per se that is the situation that's causing the mental health symptoms. It's the fact that screen time is replacing those activities that you need to do to obviously have a fulfilled life and um, socialising, fostering relationships, family bonding time, physical exercise, sleep, sleep being a massive one for my elders. His sleep hygiene is dirt poor, dirt poor. And this is the situation with screen time. Is it the screen time that's causing these problems or is it these problems that are causing these problems, if you know what I mean? Um, and obviously they're saying there's not enough. The, weak, the link is weak. So based on the above of what they said, what I was talking about, and their acknowledgement that most of this literature they reviewed was based on television screen time rather than social media, homework and mobile electronic devices, their overall recommendation was that families should negotiate screen time limits with their children and based on the needs of the individual child. And they also advised that children and young people should avoid any screen time an hour before planned bedtime. So they came up with four critical questions for families. This is the, the questions that you use to guide your exam and examine your screen time use at home. Okay, so number one, is screen time in your household controlled? So this question refers to the whole family, not just children and young people. So, you know, my husband has a huge problem with screens. He's quite addicted and I can see him sometimes. He doesn't even know he's doing it himself, but I see him sometimes when he's talking to my toddler who is talking at him about something or other that we don't understand. And he just loses interest and starts going on his phone, but he's responding to her like, oh, really? Oh, okay, that's great. That's great. And she's actually saying to him now, daddy, get off your phone. Daddy, get off your phone. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, this is really sad that a three and a half year old child is calling out and begging her dad to come off the phone. It's just crazy. I mean, I 
have probably never, ever uttered those words in the first 16 years of my life. And my three and a half year old is constantly saying it on repeat. So it's it's something that we adults need to look into as well. Like how is our screen time? Is our screen time healthy? Are we watching too much? Are we on it mindlessly? I mean, I used to be. I now put my phone away. Every time I go out with the kids, I don't even take my phone out because I think when I'm working, all of my work is based on a screen. I am constantly writing on a screen. I'm reading on a screen. I do lots and lots of research, reading all the time, all the time. And I just get so fed up with screens. And I don't even look at social media anymore, personally. I use it just for business. Um, I've just, I'm fed up. I'm fed up with screens. And sometimes when I'm so tired in the evening, I may pick up the phone and scroll through TikTok. And I don't even know what I'm looking at. Five minutes later, I put my phone down. I don't remember what I've seen. Um, I don't remember anything that was of, of any use to me whatsoever. Did I learn anything? No. So, you know, that displays my sleep where I should be sleeping. And it's our kids are seeing us and they're learning from us. And this is the argument I constantly have with my husband. They, you are setting an example of excessive screen time. I'm, I'm a huge blanket ban at the dinner table. So he doesn't use the phone at the dinner table, but it's just throughout the day, take out the phone. What are you reading? What are you looking at? Is it important? that kind of thing. Can you control it further? Can you hone in on your screen time usage further? So that's number one. Number two, does screen use interfere with what your family want to do? Well, this is, I touched base on this one. And uh, sometimes it does. Sometimes when we go out with the, as a family, I often see my husband just texting on WhatsApp and it's like, hello, you know, we, you're with us at the moment. Can you just put your phone away? And it is really frustrating and I can't imagine what it is like for the kids, but it is really frustrating to have to constantly say that. You know, we we want to have time. You know, my husband is a, is a part-time photographer, so he's always taking photos on his phone, but it's, you know, we're looking at the back of the phone sometimes with him. And it's just, it's incredibly frustrating for me. I, that kind of thing also we have to look at as adults. Like, is it interfering with what our family want to do? Thankfully now, my husband's going swimming with my eldest three times a week just to get back some kind of physical activity for him. And I've told him he's not allowed to use phone. <laughs> so he's it's those kind of things, you know, to figure out where can you use screens, where can't you? And number three, now this is a big one for us. This is a huge, huge one for us. Does screen use interfere with sleep? And absolutely categorically, I could say it does interfere with sleep. It interferes with my sleep because I work late in the evenings. I have to because, you know, logistically it's impossible for me to work most days because um, I'm doing triple school runs. I've got playgroup and physical activities with my fourth. And sometimes I work in the car if I'm lucky. Um, or sometimes if I'm lucky, I even check, just be able to check emails. So in the evening, it's, there's no, there's, I have no choice, but I need to work until 10, 11 o'clock at night. And my sleep is affected. I am physically exhausted, but I can't shut down. And it's been a big situation for my 12 year old who is massively addicted to screens. And if he's not on the screens, he's bored. Um, same with my 11 year old. They're bored. They can't think of anything to do if they're not on the screens. And that's really sad. And the problem is it's a constant battle with him. I'm always taking the phone away. My husband games at night, um, which I really hate. And it's just a big, big situation where screens should really not be used uh, in the evenings. But we are going through a stage where at the moment we are pulling back 
So he's 12 year olds on the screens until 9.30, which I think is way too late, way, way, way too late. But all his friends are online and he doesn't really socialise outside of school. And therefore, they, my husband thinks that it's fine for him to socialise if it's on the screen. So we're really working on that at the moment, but it is affecting his sleep. And, I'm, you know, even the paediatrician was saying that he needs to be coming off way before. But then here comes the problem with the peer pressure, because some of his friends are online till 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock most weekends. So how do you counteract that? I'm going to be writing an article on that, actually, because I think that's a massive subject. That's a massive topic that needs to be covered, that area of peer pressure with screen time. That's a huge one. So number four, are you able to control snacking during screen time? This is another big one for us, because apart from family dinner, there isn't really any other time that we sit together and eat. And, well, I mean crisps chocolate snacks you know those are a big thing they're not snacking on fruits they're snacking on whatever they can get you know my two boys now are old enough they want to go to the shop by themselves but when they come back they're buying sweets and crisps and all sorts and it's just to see them snacking during screen time is basically (laughs) practically looking at my studies and saying yes this is the way us kids are now. We're not going outside and exercising, going to the park. We're sitting in front of a screen, eating junk and getting fat. And that is the situation right now. So those are four very good questions. If you answer yes or no, well, no to number one, but if you're answering yes to number two and three, which is interfering with what your family want to do and interfere with sleep, then that's a big problem. And if it's not controlled, And if you can't control snacking, then there's your epidemic to mental health and obesity issues. So if what the RCPCH are saying, that if the families are satisfied with the answers to the above questions, then you can be reassured that you are doing as well as you possibly can with screen time. I am willing to bet that most families aren't doing this. Um, I'm willing to bet that most families are literally throwing spaghetti at a wall, so to speak, um, and seeing what sticks with rules and screen time. Blind leading the blind. I think that's pretty much what's going on here, and that's why it's become such a huge topic for us. So the practical tips is what we're looking for, right? I mean, we're looking to see how we can reduce screen time for our digital natives, and how we can do it in a way that socialisation online is not affected, which is the biggest issue for my child, my eldest. My experience is that If my kids are on the screen for a certain period, then when they come off, their eyes are crossed, their brains are frazzled, I can see they're anxious, they've sat sedentary for too long. So the energy that they they would have been depleting mentally and physically has been stored and it's coming out in negative bursts, basically. It's it's high anxiety, all this pent-up energy, and there's nowhere for it to go apart from at me most of the time. Um, Because what they should be doing is they should be out kicking a football, they should be climbing a tree, they should be visiting friends, they should be burning their energy, but they're not, okay? And this is the problem. This is the biggest problem. They're not burning their energy and they're watching things that are just not right for them. Social media, I mean, it's got some real, real crap on social media with all the YouTube shorts and TikTok and stuff like that. It's just really, really awful. They're not burning their brain energy either. So 
Is there any positive effects on screen time? Yes, there is. It just depends on what they're watching. I think educational values, school-related homework and research, that's really important. You know, my, like I said, my, my son does most of his work at home, um, sorry, online. And that is a, an educational screen time effect is, you know, very effective. Playing video games can improve motor skills and coordination. Using internet tools like texting and stuff like that, that is building fine motor skills. Um, that's an article I've written on online. I'll, I'll share a link, uh, on fine motor skills in the show notes below. But it's also, it is really important to note there are some positive uses to screen time use, but just remember that it can never replace the real thing. So reading from a screen can never replace reading a book, an actual book. Okay. And bringing out a pen and paper and visiting your local library is never going to be replaced by online screens. And the biggest thing for me, the biggest, biggest, biggest thing for me is socializing with real life humans. That can never be replaced by online friendship. I'm sorry. I know that some friendships can be made online and I have made friendships online, purely online, but the the whole face-to-face socialization, body language, all of that, you know, nothing can replace that. So how can we limit screen time for kids? So it's a lot easier when your ch- children are younger to limit screen time. Uh, what we used to do back when the kids were very young, we used to use rule of tens. So if they completed a 10 minute chore, they'd get 10 minutes on the screens. You know, you could use little 10 minute tokens um, or if they did number of chores, they can build up their tokens up to an hour and um, the tokens could never be used after 4 p.m. But it was much, much easier to restrict screen time when they're younger. Definitely banning and limiting YouTube and YouTube kids. That was a big one for us. We sort of try to gear them towards more educational songs and educational activities. And but as they get older, this gets a lot harder. So with older kids like my eldest now, it's all about opening up that conversation, making sure they understand why screen time, excessive screen time is impacting their mental health. Why is watching YouTube shorts rather than watching something educational TV? Why is that causing negative mental health issues? Explaining to them that Instagram is on and, and Snapchat is not real life. Like, you know, people don't always look like that. There's filters. It's having that open conversation. And there is an article on my website all about internet safety. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes below, but that's really important to talk about internet safety to kids. And also having a healthy conversation with them about spreading out their screen time, not having all in one go and trying to limit it to, you know, two hours. And the biggest one for us at the moment, which we're working on at the moment, is uh, not having screen time at least two hours before bedtime. But this is a real, real difficult one for us because... My eldest, as I said, his friends are online till ridiculous times. Like, I cannot believe it. 12 o'clock, a friend came off and was texting my phone to ask to play at 12 o'clock midnight. And I was shocked to my core, shocked to my core that this is happening. And obviously he was asleep. But the next day he was, can I play? Can I play? And I'm like, you can't play at 12 o'clock. No, you have to go to sleep. You've got to sleep. So we've sort of come up with a an average 9.30, because that means he can still play with his friends, but it's also like two hours after that is 11.30, which is stupidly late to go to sleep. 
but we're hoping to bring that forward, bring that back even to nine o'clock and then eventually 8.30 and then just what is realistic for his age, which is so hard. So this is going to be another topic I'm going to tackle on, definitely a massive one about sleep. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, this is not five minutes to podcast, but this is, we were talking about something that's really, really important at the moment. This is uh, the effects of screen time. And I will be going through in the subsequent episodes, I'm going to go through ways that we can help our kids battle screen time. The next few episodes will be about screen free activities, what we can do to lure them off the screens. So thank you so much for listening. And I appreciate you listening to my waffle today about screen time. Everything you need to know, everything you you want more information on, you can find it in the show notes below. I'll have everything down there. And just please look at the extra studies, look at the resources, have a look and see the interesting results of some of these studies that has been created to see whether screen time has does affect our kids and you will find that there is a correlation between screen time and mental health especially especially when it's discretionary screen time which is what i call useless screen time anyway thank you so much for listening wishing you a great day and stay safe take care